Hey everyone, MC Andrew Love back on your screen one more time. Thanks for choosing another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I speak with Reverend Park Stewart, who's also an artist. Man, this brother can sing for days. Gospel artist. Man, he's amazing. Check out this interview we did right now. What's going on, everyone? MC Andrew Love back on your screen. One more time with another edition of Let's Chat and Jam. In this episode, I have a brother coming in by the name of Park Stewart. This brother is amazing. His music, only to love. When you hear this brother sing, you're going to realize, yeah, MC Andrew Love, you're right. He is dope. So without further ado, let me bring in Park Stewart. What's happening, Andrew? What is going on, Park Stewart? Andrew Love, what's happening, my man? It's good to be here, man. I'm so glad, man, to be here and chop it up with you, my brother. Oh uh, man, I'm I'm the one that's glad that you're here, man. Cause I heard your music on Spotify. Hey, hey folks, by the way, you can too. Go to Spotify, type in Park Stewart, he'll pop right up. And his music, oh my god. So lovely and timeless, man. You're just amazing in what you do. It's so cool. Oh, man, I appreciate it. You know, I think that uh, that's what every passionate artist and every real artist wants to hear, that people feel this music. And uh, without any precursors, just put it on. And when they hear it, something touches the soul. And if it touches the soul, man, I feel what I've done is uh, that's the greatest reward I can get, man, for them to say that. Man, I felt him and... Uh, I like his lyrical content and everything about the song. You don't even have to know me, but that music becomes an introduction to who I really am. When did you realize you had a passion for music? I must have been about uh, six years old. Uh, my father played all genres of music in my house. And I remember when I was six or seven, he played in his car. He played a lot of jazz. And I was always confused by jazz. I didn't quite understand it and I would ask questions he'd be playing like Dizzy Gillespie or Miles Davis and uh, he said well the more you listen to it the more you understand it and then of course he had Old Motown and he had Sam Cooke playing and he had Old Motown and then he would have Charlie Pride Country Western and he had Ray Charles he had so many different genres of music at seven years old for some reason man I could feel the music uh, I know it was a gift from God now, but then I didn't. Why well, I felt that music that way. And I was always, as I got older, kind of gravitated to love songs. I was touched by love songs. I didn't have the love relationships. I was too young. But for some reason, I would listen to the music, man. It would make me cry. It would, I, it would set the mood for me, even at a young age. So at seven, man, I was listening to all kinds of music. And uh, when I got old enough to start buying my own little 45s and albums and whatnot and I would go to the record store remember they would let me go at 11 and 12 years old and walk up to the record store and I would buy my own records you know and then I would go into my father's uh stash that he had he said as long as you be careful don't scratch him you know he was collector and I would just listen I would sit by and just listen to music all day long so I knew I had a passion for it then wow man I'm digging the vibes because as you're speaking I'm relating to my life as a child I can relate to go. sitting here 
listening to what you were saying about my childhood and how my mother had record player in her room and she had all these old records. I don't want to mention their name. Yeah, I do. Zap. She had the Zap album and it yeah. had that dance floor, which is like 11 yeah. minute song. And yeah. I would pretend I was a DJ and I would just play that song like a long play. Like, I'll be right back, folks, and play mm-hmm. that song Absolutely. 11 minutes. But I love music, man. And your music is so amazing to me because it brings me back those memories of when I was a kid listening to beautiful music back then. Oh, absolutely. I think that music, I often tell people that uh, memories, spaces of moment captured in time. Without moments, you don't have memories. And so usually most of our moments for music lovers, if you capture that moment in music, it becomes a memory to someone. Uh, so when that song comes on, it triggers that memory. And that's why people say, oh, that's my song. You know, they get excited about it because they remember what was going on when they heard that song and uh, the times in which they had that song. And we had music was such a, a vehicle for fun and release and uh, positivity back in the day. Uh, it reminds you most of the time of fun moments or you would hear songs that would remind you of heartbreak, of love or different things you had because the music was relative to the time, you know, and that's what I appreciated about it. And though it's relative to the time, as you can see, I was young. How would I know about Miles Davis and the the things of that nature? But because my father listened and knew his history, that history was passed down to me, you know, so the times that he had became relative in my time. And so music can cross all genres. It can cross all timelines. All it has to do is be music that is felt and authentic. And I think authentic music is what it taught me to do is to, to be authentic. Uh, my friend used to say to me, he said, Parks, if it's real leather, you can smell it, you know? And uh, I took that to heart. I feel like when it's real, people feel it. They know it's real. You're absolutely correct. So who would be your influence? Like who influenced you growing up? The greatest influence in my life, man, had to be my mother, because my mother was, she was like a bridge. She was like a a linking point. Whatever happened in the family, she stabilized. She was a woman of great wisdom. She knew how to deal with my father. She knew how to deal with us. She understood, even though she was going through herself, she understood how to make it better and how to release knowledge at a particular time. She knew when to douse all fires, man, and the character that she had and watching her work the way she did and achieve to do the things for my family, my brothers and sisters and I, and just being the peacemaker. And my father was, a he was more street. He was more gangster. You know, he was a street guy. He didn't start off that way, but he ended up that way because he had an injury on his job and he kind of went from the injury on his job to, you know, become the street guy that he was, but he was always, uh, telling me, you know what, son, if I can keep you out of jail and if I can get you to graduate, I feel like I've done my job. And I understand that, you know, where I came up and the streets, it was really rough. So my father was that type of father and I had that mother. So those are my influences. But I say my mom because my mom brought the balance, you know, she brought the balance. She brought the wisdom. She was a communicator. You know, my my father was communicated in different ways. And then he was more like the protector, the enforcer and, and the provider. And uh, 
I had great conversations with him later in life. He would take me for drives and we, and we would talk and he would kind of let me in on some things. So those were my influences uh, in life. Uh, now, musically, my influences were basically from my father, like I said, the genres that he introduced me to. And I'm a big, the my, my number one artist, I'm all, all Motown I love, but Stevie, because of the way he wrote, the things he said, Marvin Gaye, Donny Hathaway, later on Elder Barge, Babyface. I'm a Babyface fan because of the cleverness and of his lyrics and way he does things. I'm a Terry Lewis, Jimmy Jam fan. I was a James Taylor fan because of his pen, the way he wrote. I'm a Sting fan because of the way he, his presentation, you know, and uh, the style that he has. And Phil Collins was also uh, a part of that. But mainly, we're talking Stevie, Marvin Gaye, Sam Cooke, Elder Barge, Donny Hathaway. Those are my greatest influences in old Motown. I can't, I have to say Motown because there's so many people in Motown from Smokey to David Ruffin to, you know, this. And then you go to Philly with OJs and, you know, Friends of Distinction, people like that. So as you can see, I have a vast genre of people that I love, man. Yeah. And you've mentioned a lot of heavy hitters, a lot Mm -hmm. of people that are like legends in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I can relate because growing up, some of those influences you mentioned or influences of mine and why wow. I love love songs. One of my favorite artists at the time in the eighties, Elton John, yeah. because the way he interpreted the lyric yeah, and how he embodied the emotion mm-hmm. in, in those songs that he was saying, it, yeah. it just was mind blowing to me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you look at people like him and you look at people like Eric Clapton and, different ones, you know, who play from the soul, man. And you look at Jimi Hendrix and uh, Sly Stone, you know, Ohio players, you know, the big band era, you know, all of these things that we see that are incorporated in music today, but nobody ever looked back and did their history. And when you don't examine your history, you do yourself an injustice in music because there's so much to be learned, so much to glean from, you know, uh, Parliament Funkadelic, you know, George Clinton. You know, you look at the funk, Rick James, you know, we came up with a big band and then you understood the disco era. You understood, you know, the Bee Gees when they were doing those harmonies, you know, Paul McCartney and Wings after the Beatles, you know, so everything starts somewhere. So if you go back to its origin, you will learn why they do what they do if you can feel that music. And if you can feel it, you know when you hear it, even generations and annals later. No, I didn't live in that time, but I feel like I know them just by listening to their music. And that's what I want to leave behind also. I want to be able to leave something, a legacy. So when someone listens, uh, they hear those that were before me and hear the influences in me and keep it going throughout the annals of time. And that is exactly why I do what I do. So I could give people an opportunity to get to know the artists, behind the music because your music is fire and now i see why it's because you're passionate about what you do although when you're not making music what are you doing and when i'm not making music i'm usually doing two things i study a lot i'm a preacher i preach the word the gospel so most of my life is geared toward helping other people i do a lot of studying uh 
I study a lot of history because people have a lot of questions and I try to be prepared in some way to answer from my experience or the experience of others, you know? And so I spend a lot of time helping people in general. And then when I'm alone, I study and then I, I'm a family man. I love to be with my wife, man. We do everything together, but all the free time we have, that's what we do. We hang, you know, and I just love being around her and, uh, She's my retreat. She's my peace. You know, she's my comfort, man. And so I spend a lot of time with her because most of my time is given to others. And she brings that balance to me, man, and restores that thing in me, man. It energizes me, man. And uh, the love that she has is beyond measure. So she's a great gift to me, man. And I try to enjoy that gift whenever I have time. And that's what I do. We're linked. She's she's everything to me, man. We do everything together. She believes in what I do. I don't have to explain things to her. She know it before I get there. You know, she's able to sort those crazy things out of my head that I'm unable to, to sort out myself. And then other than that, I spend time with my inner circle. Like uh, Ed, we talk every day just about it. Uh, we're friends and I, I spend time with family and those who are close to me in the inner circle, which is important because I'm not very... Even though I'm a people person, I'm a very private person. You know, you can know me through my music. You can know what I stand for, who I am, kind of get my take on things by the music that I put out to people. But that part of me that's private, this, this, there's a certain vulnerability you'll feel in my music and maybe in this interview. But the core of me is reserved for those that are that I can let my guards down with totally when I have to worry about repercussions of what I said or what I thought, you know, you know, and I think guys like yourself that allow us these forms to speak our heart, to feel comfortable enough to say the things I'm saying, because I know that you're an authentic person, man. And I can tell that there's no presumptions in you and there's no nothing disingenuous about you, bro. And uh, when you deal with authentic meets authentic, this is what you get. You'll get real. I just appreciate that, my man. That's how I feel about that, bro. Well, I appreciate that, man. And I always say, real recognizes real. I'm listening to your music. You have a new song out, brand new single. Is this correct? But which one are we talking about here? I'm talking about Want to Be Heard. Want to Be Heard is a new single, too. I also have Put the K in Cool. I got two of them out. I did see Put the K in Cool, and that came out in 2020. That came out last year. Mm -hmm. And then you have, oh, you have a few. You got the Christmas album came out last year. Mm -hmm. And and then, of course, I'm looking at Spotify here. And Mm -hmm. in 1996, you had a a song called, I mean, the album, Another Chapter. Uh But I want to go to the new stuff. Uh, You know, you You got it. People, if you want to go to the older material, Hey, go right ahead. It's just as good. Don't don't think I'm not playing it because it's not good. I'm only not playing it for time's purposes. That's all. But I want to go to Want to Be Heard because that's the song I heard earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoyed it. Can you give me a backstory on this song? The backstory is uh, during the election time, a guy that Ed introduced me to, the label I'm on now, E-Records, he introduced me to a guy named George Whitfield maybe about four or five years ago, he called me out of blue. I hadn't heard from him in a while, and he wanted to uh, do a song about the election because he was uh, he was uh, trying to do something for Biden, and he wanted to do 
I told him I would think about it. But then during that time, his father died of COVID. And uh, when he called me, I could hear it in his voice. Uh, him and his father were really tight. And uh, he asked me, he said, man, I would like to do something about this injustice that's out here, you know, and the things that are going on. And I would like for you to write a song. He said, and then I want to pitch it to the Biden campaign or whatever. And then, uh, you know, the COVID hit real hard. His father died. And it kind of changed streams. And uh, I did the song for him. I actually did the song for him to keep him positive, man, and to get him back on track in life, man, because he, you know, it really threw him for a loop. And uh, I wanted to address some of the things without it because he said, man, all this stuff going on, you think you can write something about it, man? He said, oh, there's so much this injustice is this. I said, absolutely. And so uh, I went in and, uh, that's what it came up with, man. It came out with want to be heard because everywhere you listen, voices were crying out. And there's a principle behind this. You have all voices crying out, but then, you know, there are those that are crying out that are manipulative, having an agenda, an ulterior motive, not necessarily a good agenda. Then you have those that are crying out and they're speaking up against the powers to be. They're speaking up against corruption, you know, these uh, systemic things that we deal with on a daily basis. And they saying, hey, man, we want to be heard. We want to be heard. And so I put myself in that position. It wasn't hard to do. And I just looked at it, but I wanted to present it in a way where if we're going to want, if we want to be heard, then we got to meet somewhere on common ground to discuss these things and not just discuss them, but discuss them in order to get conflict resolution. We need some resolve, man. We've been talking about things for years. Uh, we want to see change. And so you saw, I say, well, be the change that you want to be. I can't control outside of my vote, outside of the certain things I do. What I can control is the people that I'm around. I'll be the change I want to see. And if all of us take on that attitude and then we say, okay, we meet on common ground and we can agree on some things, we'll bring about our own change. You know what I mean? And they, they'll be forced to change because the change has happened. What? Inner. The inner man has changed. And when my inner man meets your inner man, we get these type of interviews and somebody else will hear it and walk away and say, you know what? It's that simple. Let one reach one. If everyone can reach one, look where we'll be, man. We'll bring about our own change. We'll have to wait on them to change things forth. We'll change it ourselves, among ourselves, and then everybody else will have to follow suit. And that's the backdrop behind, this, behind that song. I'm going to play a snippet of this, folks. A snippet. If you want to hear the whole song, you're going to have to go online and check it out yourself on your own time. You're going to have to go to Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, YouTube Music, wherever it's streaming, Park Stewart is in the middle of it. So go on over there and stream it today. So here we go. This is Park Stewart, Want to Be Heard, a snippet. Yeah, we can change the world, y'all. It's Park Stewart, everybody. Hear that too? That's a breakdown. Oh, I'm I'm digging the vibes on this one. Come on. You want to go and check this song out? You gotta go on your own time, man. You gotta go on your own time and press play. Oh man, I enjoyed every minute of that part. You are amazing in what you do. Thank that you. That was brother. so. Oh, 
I felt a comfort in that song. I see now why he asked you to write him a song. Because you made people feel comfortable. I felt comfort in that song. Like, I ain't got nothing to worry about. Yeah, there's a lot of issues going on, but I'll be fine. I'll be fine. That's how I felt. And I really enjoy it. And I'm really appreciative of you and your gift. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate it. You know, all the music that we do should bring some sort of comfort with it. That's my desire. You know, uh, there's a song I did also about social injustice called Put the K in Cool. And when the George Floyd thing came about it, you know, people were in uproar. I just wanted everybody to remember, let's keep cooler heads. Cooler heads prevail. You know, so I'm always looking to make peace and to bring comfort. Every Park Stewart song you hear will probably have some type of message of love, peace, and and comfort or social awareness, you know, because that's just, that embodies who I am. And I just think that's my gift from God to share with the world. Tell us some of your experiences you've had since you've been in the music industry. (laughs) Uh, My good experiences are, I love the process of doing a song. I love how songs come organically. I love how I can hear something in music because I'm not a songwriter who uh, who sits down and pen a song. I I have an idea, and sometimes I will get somebody related tracks, and I'll just go in and whatever comes comes. It's a gift from God, and to be used like that, and to have something that level of creativity come in your mind, to watch it happen, and watch the impact it has on people. Uh, that's a great experience. Performing live is a great experience because I've sung songs that people have never heard before. And to watch them follow the song, get the song, feel the song, and it's their first time hearing it and uh, want more, lets me know that this message is way more powerful than I ever imagined. This whole thing is bigger than any individual. And just to be a part of it is exciting. Uh, That's what I love about it the most. The ability to get a message across and to cause people to feel love, to know that somebody is uh, relating to the message you put out there. The downside of, of music is the entrapment of music, categorizing music, telling me I can't do this or this message doesn't fit this format. Uh, we don't do this here. You know, the uh, systemic control trying to tell you what you can do because they want to guide you in a certain way. They don't want great love songs to be heard. They, they don't want you to do that. They 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 rather guide you to the way of a self-adengrisement and self-centered. And I'm talking about unity, love, brotherhood. And so that's that's the downside. The corruption in the industry is the downside. But by me being a spiritual person, I just believe that I am the light of the world. And you can light a candle and amidst the darkness, it will show. You can't hide that candle. I don't care how much darkness it is. And sooner or later, we get enough light. Darkness and light can occupy the same place with the same amount of intensity at the same time. So we get enough light, we snuff out that darkness. So I just want to be a part of that light that's given to the world and let it shine bright so everybody can see the light of love uh, displayed and demonstrated in the earth. Digging the vibes. Do you have any advice for those that want to do what you're doing, make music, preach? What would you tell them? I would tell them that the passion is God-given, creativity is God-given. When you tap into it, keep it in its purest form. Be passionate and by all means, be authentic. Don't compromise it. Don't contaminate the purity of the gift that God has given. 
and your light will shine bright also. And it would be much more rewarding to hear someone say, you know what? I've heard people say your music stopped me from committing suicide. It made me feel better. It did this. When you understand the power of it, then your passion will drive you toward that God-given gift. And you are able to inspire the world. So that, that would be my advice. Do you have any burning desires? My burning desire, man, is to, um, I'll make it simple for you, to be better, to cause others to be better, to introduce them to the one who makes me better, which is God. And last but not least, be better for knowing me. I want everybody to say I met him, I talked to him, however they introduced to me musically, personally, or whatever. I want them to be able to say, you know what? I'm better for knowing him. I'm better for knowing you. I'm actually looking forward to hearing what you have coming up in the future as far as music is concerned. But outside of music, I think you're a dope dude, man. And I'm so glad you came to my show. I want to give a shout out to Ed Armstead for allowing this to happen. If it wasn't for him hitting me up, we wouldn't be talking right now. And so, Ed Armstead, if you're listening or watching, shout out to you, buddy. Um, Let me speak to America. America is I am Sandra Love. It's Let's Chat and Jam. And the brother I'm speaking to is none other than Park Stewart. This brother here has been singing for a while now. He's got it in. He's got time in. And his music is great. And you can hear it in his delivery. You can hear the hard work and grind in his delivery and how he interprets a vocal. Very professional with it. And, And I really appreciate that. Just how you take the craft serious to perfect it and what you do. Not everybody can create a good song like you can. Some people can sing. Yeah, you can teach somebody how to sing. I've seen it done. But you can't teach somebody how to be creative. That's something that's inside somebody. That's something that somebody has to want to do and keep doing it and get better at it. And you have done that, my friend. You are an amazing artist. And I highly recommend everybody watching this interview, or if you're hearing it on Spreaker, checking it out on YouTube, or maybe even saw this on IGTV. I really think that you need to give Park Stewart an opportunity to penetrate your ears because his music is so relaxing. It's like easy listening with a little edge. (laughs) I I just really feel... That people, when they hear this music, they're going to realize that MC Andrew Love was right. And they're going to say this out loud as soon as they press play. Because they're going to say, dang, he said it and it was happening. MC Andrew Love told us to check out this artist named Park Stewart. We did. And he's dope, just like he said he was. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what's going to happen. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you, man. And uh. I really enjoyed it myself today. And, uh, man, you are the guy, man. You're, you're that guy, Andrew. You know, I feel your passion. I'll just tell you what I told the people last week. When special meets special, special things happen. I'm looking at this as a special moment, and you're a special brother, my brother. I know that's double, but I like it. Special brother, my brother. And so, uh, <laughs> like your last name say, man, much love, baby. Well, I do appreciate that, man. I appreciate your time. And since you've been on my show for the first time, you have now become part of the Let's Chat and Jam fan, which means that you don't have to wait for me to reach out to you. You can call me up and say, hey, Drew, I want to be part of the show. 
got something to say. I look at the calendar and I'm like, deal. Let's put you on. That's just how easy it is to get on my show, brother. Because wow, you are, man. Yeah, you are dope at what you do and you have a story to tell and people need to hear it. And I want to help you have that vehicle, maybe be your like bullhorn, your megaphone, if you will. And you could just say what needs to be said and just tell everybody what needs to be heard. That's what needs to happen here. You need to have avenues where you can say whatever it is that's on your mind, because what you have to say is important to me and I want people to hear it. So yes, by all means, come back to my show. You're more than welcome to come back through here. And and we could talk about anything, including fishing, if that's what you want to talk about. You got it. You got it. We appreciate the invitation, man. And uh, thanks so much again, man. And I'm looking forward to doing more. Absolutely. Me too. And that sound means that we ran out of time. <laughs> Unfortunately, all good things must come to an end. That's just the way it is, folks. So it, I want you to be safe out there, Park Stewart. Please be safe. And everyone else, I want y'all to be safe. Wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance. Peace out. Hey, thanks for watching. And if you like what you saw, hit the subscribe button. And also tap that notification bell right there. So that way you won't miss an episode of a conversation with series right here on Let's Chat and Jam.